Folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things that we can all do to live a better life if times get tough, or even if they don't. Coming to you from a hotel room today, halfway across the country, uh, getting ready to meet with the folks from Black Belt Magazine this week and uh, work on the uh, next rendition of Ballistic Striking and the Ukrainian Combat System uh, with Valerie Azanov, kind of one of the holdovers of uh, my life prior to the point where I went full-time with... Uh, the Survival Podcast. So I don't know if there'll be a show every day this week, but I will have one for you today. Today's actually, though, going to be a rebroadcast. I did an interview over the weekend with uh, Baldy and the Blonde down in uh, New Orleans, and uh, it was a great interview. Uh, They really did a good job of giving me time to speak, unlike a lot of media outlets where I've been interviewed for only 10 minutes. It was about a 45-minute interview. So I'll be playing that for you right after the housekeeping today. We discussed modern survival philosophy, and we discussed survivalism as a form of early retirement, which was really cool. Anyway, before we do that, though, I do want to knock out our uh, typical housekeeping. Housekeeping item one is taking care of our sponsors, as always, because they do a lot to help take care of you and make sure that the Survival Podcast is here for you most often anyway, five days a week. We'll see how that works out this week. Sponsor of the day number one, though, is Safe Castle Royal. I'll tell you what, they have everything you could possibly need for your uh, your prepping needs. And I'll tell you, what I really like about Vic over there is he really works hard to make sure he listens to his customers and brings them new products that they're looking for. And he's gone out of his way to make sure that he's getting direct feedback by setting up a uh, a, a advisory board council. I'm actually a member of that board cance- council, along with some other pr- pretty cool people like Raleigh Delgado uh, from UFC Fighting and uh, Ron Hood. So it's a, it's a good group of guys that uh, help Vic uh, make sure that he's doing the best job he can for everybody out there. That's an extra step that most people just wouldn't take. That tells you what Safe Castle is all about. They also have a great discount buyers club. Huge discounts on everything for life for 29 bucks. but hold on a second. I'll tell you how you can get that for free. Uh, next up and sponsors of the day today is MERSradio.com. That's actually M-U-R-S hyphen radio.com. Remember, if you go to our website, click on our sponsors banners, you'll know you're dealing with the official survival podcast sponsors. So what is MERS Radio? MERS is kind of a different form of unlicensed radio. You don't need to have a license to use it like ham. But it's not quite like the stuff you go out to, let's say, Academy Sports and Outdoors or something like that and purchase off the shelf. It's a little bit more private. There's five MERS bands, and it's a great means of secondary communication so that you can have communication around your property, for instance. Uh, it ranges up to about a mile, which is honestly what all of the, the little handheld radios outside of Hamp do uh, when they're honest with their specs. But what's cool about MERS is not only do you have that secondary means of communications, but the system you can get the system with with motion detectors and add them as a security element to your property. For instance, if someone tries to enter my backyard or the dog tries to escape my backyard, I hear alert sector 2, and I know that that sector has something going on in it. Uh, So I have security and secondary communications on my property using MERS. I recommend you check it out for that. It is an amazing application. Very simple and very affordable and very easy to implement. Next up, I would like to 
to remind you to connect with us every way that you can online. We have a YouTube channel. I really advise you to become a subscriber to us on YouTube. We have a Facebook uh, Facebook fan page, and we have my personal Facebook page. I will connect with you and be your friend. I will warn you that I'm not on Facebook a lot, but I do publish show updates uh, automatically. So if you prefer to get your show updates that way, that's another way you can do that. And I also advise you to become a follower of us on Twitter. And all of those can be found links from the survivalpodcast.com right there in the center column. Last but not least, consider joining the Member Support Brigade. Do that, you'll get exclusive content available only to members, along with uh, discounts to about 18 different vendors uh, that provide uh, things for you in the survival and preparedness industry. Example of that, uh, we could... uh, Spent an awful long time uh, talking about the uh, places you get discounts, but let me just give you a couple of them uh, today, so maybe ones I haven't mentioned in a while. Honeyville Grains, great place to get preps from. Uh, you get 10% off all purchases. Shelf Reliance, 7% off all purchases. Seeds of Change has just extended. Remember, they were only going through March 31st to test you guys out. They've decided to extend for a full year. So Seeds of Change, which is a great place to get heirloom and rare seeds, 10% off of all purchases. People Powered Machines, which is a really cool site, 5% off all purchases. Uh, those are just a few of the places you get discounts from. You also get an, ex- uh, an excellent assortment of ebooks. Uh, and, and about 20 downloadable videos. So Members Brigade has really been beefed up to make it well worth your while. Remember, Members Brigade, you support the show at $5 a month or $50 a year, your choice, how you want to participate. You can find a link to that at the survivalpodcast.com. And what it comes out to is supporting the show at about 20 cents an episode. And with that, we'll go ahead and, and go into the main show, which, is, again, is going to be my interview with Baldy and the Blonde down in New Orleans, Louisiana, on AM radio. Um, I will warn you that while I go right into the interview and I'll go right to the end of the interview and cut off, there will be commercials in between. Uh, in order to rebroadcast the content, I have to leave the commercial content in place. Those of you who think my housekeeping is too commercial, you're about to see what commercial radio is really like once again. Anyway, folks, I am enjoying myself out in the, uh, in the world, so to speak, away from home. I wish I was back there, and uh, we will be uh, trying to do what I can to get a show out to you for the rest of the week. Until then, this has been Jack Spierko, and hope you enjoy the interview. Anyway, we're coming up to our guest, a guest I have greatly looked forward to because I listen to him all the time while riding my trike, gardening, etc. And it's Jack Spierko of the com. Jack? Hey, thanks for having me on today. Glad to be here. Good. Hey, good morning, Jack. Good morning. So, Jack, um, tell the, the audience a little bit about how you got started uh, doing a podcast because I've listened to it from the beginning when you were driving around in your car calling... Calling out bad drivers. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really, it really funny. June of 2008 was when I started the show. And I saw a lot of this financial catastrophe on the way. And I had seen a lot of other things that had gone wrong in our nation. And, and I'd seen people be unprepared for it. And I've always been in the preparedness mindset. And I decided I wanted to put something together that would help people prepare for disaster, whether it would be something that would hit them as an individual or whether it would be something that hit us as a nation and, and anything in between that. Right. But, but I didn't have a lot of time. So, so I decided to start doing the show in my car. I had about a 50-mile commute every day at the time, and I would do this commu- uh, this show on a uh, an MP3 recorder between uh, Arlington and Frisco, Texas, and then I would upload it once I got into my office for the day. And um, by January of this year, I had taken it to a full-time enterprise. So I guess people are actually hungry for the information. 
Yes, indeed. And, and it's great information. I think a lot of what I listen to on your show reminds me of, I guess, the way my parents and a lot of people's grandparents used to live, sensibly, within their means, and, it, you know, makes for a lot less stressful life. So um, you've come up with ten tenets to what you call the modern survival philosophy. Is that right? Absolutely. And uh, the first one, it, it was when I was putting this show together and I was realizing I was going to try to do this as something sustainable and keep it going and building I realized that the big problem that people had with a lot of the preparedness stuff is they would focus on an event and freak out about it and overreact to it. So like Y2K was a perfect example. Back in 1999, the computers were going to blow up and, you know, people were going to get bills for 100 years or whatever. And <laughs> it, it just, it never really was going to happen that way, but people overreacted to it. They stocked up, you know, in the, uh, in the garage or whatever, and then they felt foolish after nothing happened. So they fell out. So I thought I have to do something to correct that problem. So I came up with Tenant One, and the whole show was built around that, and that is everything that you do to prepare for emergencies and disasters or economic turmoil should be blended into your life in a way that improves your life even if nothing disastrous ever occurs. So if you're teaching people to save food, you can also teach people how to use saving food to save money at the grocery store. If you're gardening, you can teach people how to be more healthy uh, along with having lower cost of, of your food as well. And everything else that we do in disaster planning has a positive benefit today. And if it didn't have that, people wouldn't stick with it. So as I put the whole philosophy together and then built the show around that philosophy, that had to be its guiding principle. Yeah, and so it's not, a, a like Tom was saying earlier, I think people get the wrong idea about uh, the survivalist and think of people sitting up in the woods, you know, uh, with MREs and guns waiting for the end of the world to come and that's not what your philosophy is about at all it's really and, and I, I like your um your um saying that it's teaching helping you to live your life better if times get tough and even if they don't which um everybody can benefit from all of these 10 points no matter if nothing ever goes wrong although it's hard to imagine that nothing's going to go wrong given the debt the country is in. So um, the steps that you recommend are just great for no matter what. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at the second tenet right now, and it's interesting because this is a conversation I've had often. And um, uh, If you don't mind, I'm just going to read it. It says, debt is, fi uh, debt is financial cancer. Minimize it, pay it off early, and stay away from credit cards. And, and uh, there, I, I agree that you cannot, you're not a free uh, self-sustaining person if you're in debt. Well, um, you know, if you think about way back before the United States was even the United States and, and people were, were coming here as colonists, there was the blight of slavery on the land, but there was another less, a um, little bit less severe form of slavery that we don't really talk about or hear about anymore called indentured servitude. And people that wanted to come to the New World would come over here and then owe their, their soul basically to a master for five or ten or fifteen years till they would get their freedom. When we go into excessive debt, we put ourselves into a modern day parallel to that type of indentured servitude where we now, we can't leave a job. Now, of course, we don't owe the money to our employer, but we're stuck with whatever crap job we can find. That's right. And we have to stay there and we have to deal with it because if we don't, we come down to two fundamentals that are part of the American vernacular for a very good reason. Got to keep a roof over our head and food on the table. Well, if you're not labored by debt, keeping a roof over the head and food on the table is nowhere near as difficult, and it gives you a lot more flexibility in your life. It gives you flexibility to be prepared for other events, but it also gives you flexibility so you can actually enjoy your life on a day-to-day -day basis. I've been, you know, dead broke without credit, then I was okay without credit, then I got credit, 
became miserable and became okay without credit. I can tell you, at every stage of my life, the part of the time where I was deeply in debt was the most miserable part of my life. Whether I was broke or doing fairly well, it didn't matter. When I was in debt, it caused misery. Absolutely. And debt is the, the, I mean, I think it's one of the leading causes of divorce, financial matters, why people argue. Um, so, you know, and in, and in earlier, simpler times when people didn't have credit cards and lived within their means, all I know is that the country was a lot more prosperous. Um, if you wanted to stay home and raise your own children, you could. The vast majority of women did choose to do that. Um, and, you know, people, uh, it had a simpler, nicer life, and and I like, and I guess we'll talk about this later. I don't know where you like to talk about this, but the idea of retirement. Yep. Um, I I love that show, and I, I really recommend. Is it three? Do you know what episode it is? Is it three seventy six? You know what? Um, when we go to a break, I can look it up for you. Yeah, I would, um, I would really recommend people listen to that. That's, but but the concept of that was that if you are preparing um, to be more self sufficient and more self sustaining and staying out of debt and doing all the things that we talk about on, on, the, on the show, on the Survival Podcast every day, that if you started at 30, by the time you were about 45 to 50, you should be in a position for early retirement. Exactly. The earlier you start, you start the earlier you're going to get there. Because we also teach things, uh, things that are very smart financially, like you got these, these financial advisors, and I think most of them should really be smacked because they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> That's true. Seriously, they don't. They're relationship salespeople. They don't make the recommendations. They come back to you with a portfolio and say, put your money into this. But they all say what? Put all of the extra money you're saving into your retirement accounts. So, okay, great. We can wait until we're 59 and a half to access that money, or we can pay a penalty to get our own money. I'm not against that type of investment. I'm just against all your money going there. Right. And what is our Congress doing right now? Oh, they're kicking around the idea of grabbing some of that money. Can you imagine? you to put it into an annuity. Once you reach retirement age, they'll guarantee you a payment for the rest of your life, which, of course, is what? A U.S. Treasury bond. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely horrifying. I, I couldn't believe it. And, and, you know, the idea that they're going to snatch up... Um, uh, entire profit sharing accounts and, and use them to back up failing banks now, as Bloomberg was reporting this week, is just uh, ridiculous. See, I'm 100% with you. I wish I hadn't put anything into the retirement funds because I'm sure they're going to find a way to steal that too. But we'll talk about more of this on the other side of the break. This is Baldy and the Blind with Jack Spierko of the Survival Podcast. Baldy? Uh, no, you just said what I was going to say. I just didn't know you were going to say it. <laughs> Oh, All right. Well, enough of that nonsense. We'll yeah. be back in a couple of minutes. All right. Very uh, good. Five, five, five six, nine, six, nine, six. I'm Michelle Godin, and for 28 years, it has been my privilege to practice law in the greater New Orleans area representing people injured in car and truck accidents, school accidents, and wrongful death, as well as businesses, organizations, and professionals. Call me, Attorney Michelle Godin, 504-524-7727. That's Michelle Godin, 504-524-7727, michellegodin.com, on Twitter, at New Orleans Law. Men, are you urinating more frequently? Do you wake up to urinate? Don't ignore your prostate health. I'm Roger Mason, research chemist and developer of the all-natural supplement Beta Prostate, and I want you to know about a free bottle giveaway. Beta Prostate helps your body support good prostate health. Your prostate affects the quality of your life, including your sleeping habits and even intimacy. 
Beta-prostate has plant sterols shown to support healthy urine flow and healthy sleeping habits. And beta-prostate is so powerful, you'd have to take 100 saw palmetto capsules to get the same plant sterols found in one beta-prostate. New customers can get a free bottle of beta-prostate. You only pay a small shipping and handling fee. Make the call today and get your free bottle. To get your free bottle of beta-prostate, call 1-800-650-7596. One free bottle per household. Call now and try beta-prostate for free. Call 1-800-650-7596. That's 1-800-650-7596. This is my dad's Mercedes C-Class. And it'll one day be my graduation present. I'll act surprised. Of all the things you hand down to your children, very few will be of the quality of a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Because every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromised standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. 2,587 days, and she's all mine. Plus, every one comes with a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. Come in for exceptional financing on our certified pre-owned vehicles today. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. It's a trip that everyone... Oh, Dad, you shouldn't have. ...can get excited about. See dealer or call 1-800-4-Mercedes for complete program, including certified pre-owned, limited warranty, and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. And now for the bonus round. Steve has two nickels and a penny. Sal has a quarter and three dimes. Who ordered the pasta? Uh, Ramon? Correct. If laughter is the best medicine, what's the second best medicine? Baba Ganoush? Correct. What are the two ways Netflix delivers movies? Instantly to your TV, plus DVDs by mail? Correct! Netflix now delivers movies two ways. Instantly to your TV, plus DVDs by mail. Watch as many TV episodes and movies as you want for only nine bucks a month. Netflix! See terms of use. It's time to go beyond secondhand sound bites and discover the number one source for in-depth coverage that will keep you informed and prepared. The Wall Street Journal. America's top-selling newspaper. Call 877-GET-WSJ8 and get all the insightful analysis and deeper understanding the Wall Street Journal delivers. Eight weeks of the journal is just $19.95. The best in business news, world news, and politics. And now, find even more about what's important to you. Health and wellness coverage, technology, personal finance, sports, and more. The Wall Street Journal, America's top-selling newspaper. And for just $19.95, you get eight weeks of home delivery plus 24-7 access online. Call now, 877-GET-WSJ8, or go to WSJ8Weeks.com. Over 1,900 dedicated journalists focusing on what's important to you. Fact-based journalism you won't find anywhere else. Just $19.95 for the journal in print and online. Call now, 877-GET-WSJ8, or go to WSJ8Weeks.com. The Wall Street Journal, America's top-selling newspaper. Offer good in the contiguous U.S. for a limited time only. This is my parents' Mercedes M-Class. And one day, I'll drive my kids to school in it. Don't look now, but someone else just may have their sights set on your certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. And who could blame them? After all, every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromised standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. I might even drive them. The long way to school. Plus, every one comes with a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles.
miles. And now with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. Come in for exceptional financing on our certified pre-owned vehicles today. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. Today could be the day you get not only the car you wanted. And no way am I letting my kids put their feet on the seat. But the car they'll start wanting. See dealer or call 1-800-WAR-MERCEDES for complete program, including certified pre-owned, limited warranty, and serious satellite radio details and limitations. Back. This is Tom Coates with Michelle Godin, uh, Baldi and the Blonde. Our guest is uh, Jack Spierko of the SurvivalPodcast.com. I like the, the first lyrics that, that play when we come back from break is, I might lose, but I can plead my case in America. Uh, but you won't soon if 3081 gains any traction. That's right. Uh, and even under the Patriot Act and the Military Commissions Act, uh, you have a hard way to go. But this thing takes a cake. Yeah. And... Um, and, but that's that's an issue that uh, we'll get into later. And I do want to post more information about those sort of things on the website. That yes. giant team of, that we have uh, needs to get on it. Yes, we will put some of that stuff on there. Yes, we will. Anyway, uh, we are back with uh, with Jack Spierka of the SurvivalPodcast.com. Jack, thank you for holding through the break. No problem, man. All right. Um, if you don't mind, I would. I I really like your your ten uh, tenets. And I'd like to just uh, have you go through those. The next one is uh, it's about growing your own food. Um, tell us about that. I see it's interesting where what you're saying basically is just do what you can. Correct. Uh, and start to take control of the things that you can control. We're at a point now, and I know some people maybe think this is um, <clears throat> maybe sensationalism, but it's not, where the majority of the food that we eat off store shelves is – genetically modified, and we don't really know what the, the, the long-term consequences of that are. And the most genetically modified food out there is corn, and it's in every single thing that we eat. Well, we can't control whether they do that or not right now. There's a lot of people working to try to change that, but we can control what we eat because we're the ones that pick food up and stick it in our mouth. Well, if we grow some portion of it, whatever portion we grow, that is now supplanted by food that we're getting from other unknown sources. And you can take that to additional levels, like buying locally, buying from local farmers' markets, buying organic. But it really starts with growing your own food. And, I, I mean, I've just become disturbed talking to children in the last few years and showing them things like a pepper, and they don't even know what it is. They, they've lost touch with that. Um, you know, Blondie mentioned doing the things that our grandparents did. And I grew up in kind of a poor coal town in Pennsylvania, and we gardened because we wanted food. It wasn't just something chic to do or cool or because the first lady was doing it, for God's sakes. It was, right. hey, if we grow a bunch of food this summer, we can can it, we can preserve it, we can put it away, and then we'll have the closest thing to fresh food we can possibly get through the winter until we can start gardening again. Yeah, and people in New Orleans all had victory gardens and, you know, chickens in the backyard, and um, people really cook here a lot. So I think maybe it's a little more popular to grow things here. It just needs a little push. Yep. But, um because this is not as bad of a fast food culture here just because mostly everybody's kind of a, a gourmet cook in their own house. So so right off the bat, if you like to cook, having your own fresh rosemary is amazing. Your basil, your peppers, your tomatoes, it's just great to have it. I so, heard there's a few people who like to cook in New Orleans. You is heard that, that? Is that true? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Best food I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, then... 
Um, on to tenant number four. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, before, I'm sorry. Before we go to that, because, go because, because I think it's important that, that Jack talks about a lot of just, even just starting with a pot with rosemary in it is, you know. Right. A pot, start. not starting with pot. <laughs> starting with a pot. Well, you know. I know you, you can do a lot I, with that. <laughs> I mean, I have, I'm looking out of my office window right now, and to get an early start, I put a tomato plant in one of my large containers, so because if it got, you know, frost weather, I could bring it inside, which actually saved it, and they're still growing now. But in that one pot, I have a tomato, I have basil, I have a couple onions, I have chives, I have uh, garden cress, and I have a few other things like some beet greens and things like that, all in just one pot. Yeah, I mean, it's just awesome to mix things in and then, you know, to have the beans climbing up the... Um you know, something that you have that's, if it's corn, if it's a pepper plant, whatever. But I like all that, uh, the the ideas that you give. And I forget what you call that when you have something. Well, there's a Three Sisters that's garden. It. That's where yeah. you plant corn, you let it get about a foot tall. Then you plant pole beans. And yeah. the pole beans grow up the corn so you don't have to provide a support for them. And then once the pole beans get started, you go and you plant winter squash or some type of lining squash. And it covers the ground and keeps the evaporation from happening. And that's a Native American staple garden that they used to that was the main way they fed themselves. And if you take winter squash, corn, uh, and beans together, you get a complete nutritional profile. That's awesome. And then, and then you also talk about growing some weird things that people don't know about anymore, like amaranth, which was a big staple, but um, due to some sort of bizarre religious reasons, was outlawed at some point from yeah, the Native yeah, Americans. Everybody but... from the Mexicans down to uh, as deep in South America as amaranth would grow year-round, uh, considered amaranth a staple of grain as, as corn. Uh, but the, uh, specifically the, the Latin American Indians would take the amaranth grain and make these little animal effigies, and they would mix it with things like blood and honey, and they would eat it as a part of a religious ceremony. So, of course, the missionaries that were here in the, in the pre-colonial days looked at that and went, wait, that's way too close to communion. Right. So instead of, you know, even affecting the practice, they just banned the grain. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's a wonder grain. It does, it does so many things. Like, we don't, we have so much time, so I don't want to go too deep into yeah. it, but, from the greens that you can eat to the grain itself, it's a, it's a, a massive influx of nutrition. And a lot of the starvation this country had in pre-colonial times, colonial times, and even up to the Great Depression could have been abated by this grain, but no one hardly even knows what it is today. Right, and so you encourage people to grow that, and, and one of the great things about it, and I'm going to try it, but um, I don't have it yet, is that because it hasn't been grown a lot, it's it's very hardy and not so susceptible like peppers and tomatoes to um, to various problems and blights. So well, it's native. And yeah. It's native to the planet Earth. There's over 60 varieties of amaranth, and there's not a nation in the world where there's not some sort of amaranth that grows. So it's 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 not been messed with by science. It's been left alone. So it's a, it's a plant. It's like planting a native. No matter where you live, you can find a native form of amaranth plant. Perfect. So that was number three. Number four. Right. And, yeah. and again, though, number three is growing your own food. What that does is not, uh, even if times never get tough, this is something that improves your life every single day, that's even right. when times are good. And that's the beauty of uh, of, of his overall philosophy. Absolutely. Uh, the, anyway, and now, it's fun. It is. And I have collard greens that are, I swear, a size my knees. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And, and they just keep growing. And I would have thought they'd have died by now, but they're still going. So. All right. Number four. Basically, is minimize your taxes. He says tax is theft. Here, here, I agree with you. There. Right on. Yeah, I mean, it, I actually believe that income tax is, is the way that it's done today is unconstitutional. Uh, and even though that's true, you got to pay it anyway because you're paying it at the point of a gun. And trust me, 
I don't believe in any of the little schemes that will get you out of it. If Wesley Snipes can't get away with it, Jack Spierko's not going to get away That's with right. it. That's right. I'll pay my taxes, but I'm damn sure not going to pay a dime more than I have to. I'm right there with you. I'm not ready to take on the IRS. You know, we do enough controversial things on this radio show um, that I'm making sure I, I, I follow the uh, the law. But anything that's deductible, I'm taking it. Correct, and it's bigger than the IRS. Think about the last one, growing your own food. Well, if I'm growing my own food, there's no gas tax for me to get to the store. There's no gas tax to get the food to the grocery store. There's no income tax on the guy that stocked the shelf. There's no income tax on me for buying the food, and there's no sales tax there, but there's all these little value-added taxes between all these different segments. There's tax on the electricity to the store. There's tax on, on the fertilizer to the farmer. So every time we get closer to self-sufficiency, we reduce our tax burden. And that's why Tax Freedom Day isn't really coming in another month. It's not coming until about September when you add every single piece of it into the buy. Right on, Jack. We're talking to Jack Spierko of the SurvivalPodcast.com. Jack's going to come back with us after the break, right, Jack? Absolutely. All right, great. Thank you. Somewhere in America, the blades of a turbine turn slowly above a windswept plain. This solitary turbine could power over 500 homes, but only if the power can reach them. Fortunately, Siemens Smart Grid Solutions help get energy from many different sources to where it's needed, reliably and efficiently. Smart answers help the environment, and the over 60,000 U.S. employees of Siemens have more answers every day. Siemens. Visit Siemens.com answers. Of all the things we do to try to stay healthy, like eating more fruits and vegetables, or getting more exercise, step and step and step. Maybe adding Centrum or Centrum Silver multivitamins is one of the most important. In a recently published study, key nutrients reviewed were found to be absorbed by the body. Good news for all of us trying to stay a little healthier every day. Centrum and age-adjusted Centrum Silver. Key nutrients absorbed in a nine-year study on a Centrum multivitamin were vitamin C, E, B12, riboflavin, and folic acid. Take along with a healthy diet and exercise. The Three Tailgaters Show with Ken, Ed, and Archie on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans. CNN Radio. I'm Barbara Hall. For Apple fans, the wait is over. The iPad went on sale today across the U.S. at 9 a.m. Eastern. In a review on the website boingboing.net, tech culture journalist Zenny Jardin seems pretty impressed. This device transforms data like that, scientific data, into something that feels magical and that feels like entertainment. It really is hard to explain until you actually get one in your hands. I supply estimates more than 7 million units will be sold this year. A 31-year-old Colorado woman arrested in Ireland has been indicted on terror charges in the states. Jamie Paulin Ramirez is accused of conspiring with a Pennsylvania woman known as Jihad Jane to provide support to terrorists. Twenty-five people are dead after an attack in a Sunni village south of Baghdad. Police say the gunmen were wearing military uniforms when they stormed into homes. Afghan President Hamid Karzai admits there was some fraud in last year's elections. 
But CNN's Atia Abawi reports he's placing the blame on foreigners. Blaming the finger at specific people, including specific media organizations. Pointing the finger at CNN as well as the New York Times and the BBC, stating that they were all behind the fraud and corruption when it came to the 2009 presidential election. Karzai called Secretary of State Hillary Clinton yesterday to reaffirm his commitment to U.S. relations. College basketball's Final Four tips off tonight in Indianapolis. Michigan State will play Butler and Duke takes on West Virginia. Some are surprised Butler made it, but Sporting News college basketball writer Mike DeCourcy isn't one of them. For what we call in college basketball the mid-majors, they are the best program, the one that everybody aspires to be. Tiger Woods' former kindergarten teacher is demanding an apology from the golfer. Maureen Decker says she had to deal with health problems after Woods told Barbara Walters she ignored a racial attack. This is CNN Radio. This is my parents' Mercedes M-Class, but it won't always be, if you know what I mean. When you own a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, chances are they'll own it one day, too. Because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. I can't wait to drive this. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through April 30th. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. See dealer or call 1-800-4-MERCEDES for complete program, including certified pre-owned limited warranty and serious satellite radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified for advertised APR and are subject to prior credit approval. The recession has impacted who the top players are on Wall Street. The S&P 500 is now up 66% from its 2009 bear market low. And four of the S&P's most valuable companies, Walmart, Apple, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Berkshire Hathaway, weren't among the top ten just a few years ago. AT&T and Citigroup, on the other hand, have fallen out of the top ten. The reshuffling may provide clues about which company and industry will lead as stocks continue to claw their way back. Apple, for example, has gone from underdog to tight. The maker of the iPod and iPhone appeared close to collapse 10 years ago, but is now ranked number four. That means Apple is closing in on Exxon, Microsoft, and Walmart. And the tech industry overall has regained the leadership crown. Strategists at Riverfront Investment Group tell USA Today there's still time for corporations to show how they've used the economic downturn as a chance to retool for the recovery. They add that the market had been about fear versus reality. Now it's about the companies who can deliver. I'm Ann Cates in the newsroom at MarketWatch.com. My dad's Mercedes Z-Class has 26,000 miles on it, but I'm taking it to a billion zillion. Of all the things you hand down to your children, very few will be of the quality of a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Because a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz is 100% through and through a Mercedes-Benz. And right now, during our certified pre-owned sales event, you can get exceptional 1.99% financing on select models. Every one of our certified pre-owned vehicles undergoes a rigorous inspection by factory-trained technicians to ensure it meets the uncompromising standards of Mercedes-Benz. And considering we invented the automobile, those standards are indeed high. Plus, a warranty and roadside assistance for up to five years and 100,000 total miles. And now, with three months of Sirius Satellite Radio. Thanks in advance, Dad. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Certified Pre-Owned Sales Event, now through April 30th. And remember, if it's not at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer, it's not certified pre-owned. See dealer or call one 800 4 mercedes for complete program, including certified pre-owned limited warranty and Sirius Satellite Radio details and limitations. Not all customers are qualified to advertise APR and are subject to prior credit approval.
Crank up the volume and get ready for the second half of the Baldy and the Blonde Show. What radio sounds like when two 11-year-olds get control of the microphone. Broadcasting live from the booth of truth in the WGSO studio in New Orleans for another hour of power. Tom the Insane One Coetz and Michelle the Genius Godin. I like part two when I get to be the genius much better. I don't know. Being the insane one's fun, too. Yeah, we're both just insane geniuses. It's, uh, whatever. Jack, how are you feeling? Insane today or like the genius? I'm absolutely insane. In fact, I have plenty of family and friends that tell me I'm crazy all the time. <laughs> there you go, then. Gee, <laughs> I never hear that one. <laughs> you fit right in. <laughs> and by the way, going back to one thing that, that I like that you talk about, I haven't learned how to do it yet, but Jack does know how to make beer and wine. Absolutely. That's, and that's an important part of what thing. We were, we we're finishing yeah. up there with on taxation. It's the sin tax, right? I mean, it looks tax the smokers seven hundred and seventy percent increase last year on on cigarettes, and uh, you know we always see these things. What I want people to understand is the two edged nature of taxation. It's not just the money out that's the problem. It's what's done with the money once it's paid in taxation. If you're a freedom-loving individual and you want less government and more freedom, then it's your civic duty to pay less taxes. Right on. Because the tax money is then used to create new programs that further encroach upon your liberty. So making beer and wine is a perfect example. There's a lot of tax on a bottle of beer or a six-pack or a, a, a wine bottle. So you pop a top or pop a cork, you're paying the Fed. And hey, it makes paying the taxes a lot better. It makes pay, well, what you do is you make your own, pay less taxes, and that's even better. That's and it. I'll tell you what, you can get creative with that garden. Instead of just growing vegetables, you start growing different fruits and, ah, and, and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, your backyard becomes the basis for your for your brewing and your vintage. Yeah, I think that should be your eleventh tenant. That's it. Uh, anyway, now what we, um, there is one show in particular that I know that Michelle uh, enjoyed and wants to talk about. But before we do that, I just wanted to mention. The fifth tenant, and then, if you don't mind, the uh, the the others will let our listeners go um, sure. find those at your podcast. But the fifth one is important. It, it, you start out with food stored is an exceptional investment, and it's interesting you said that because we do have a uh, we have a local investment advisor here that we rely on, uh, an, an expert uh, here in the New Orleans area, Mr. David Simpson. And when he came on the show, that's one of the things that he said you can invest in is is food. You can never go wrong, especially if you invest in food that you're going to be eating anyway. Correct. And, I mean, the, the thing about that is the L.A. Times did a piece uh, from 2007 through 2000, or 2008 to 2009. Well, the stock market took like a 40% bath. And they said if you bought these 18 items from a local grocery store and just held on to them, they had an 18% return of investment. <laughs> you can't get that anywhere. So, it, well, basically it becomes a 68% return of investment because if you pulled the money out of stocks and used it to buy food, yeah. You didn't lose the 40%, and the 40% became worse right. another month down the road. Exactly. Good point. But the other side of the, the saving money with buying food is it's not just the, the appreciation of food, but in other words, the price that goes up. But once you have a few months' worth of food stored, and the stuff you were going to eat anyway, like you said, when I go to the store next time and something's gone up in price, well, I don't buy it that week. I wait for it to go on sale. That's called opportunity buy. People talk about it all the time, but you really can't do it unless you don't need the food for a couple weeks. Exactly. And I remember growing up that my parents would wait for um, the entire hind quarter of beef to go on sale. Sure. And then buy it and wrap it all up and put it in the freezer. You know, they never, we always could live off of the um, the freezer. And actually, um, the only, I guess the only problem with that is that if, if there is a hurricane coming or something. Well, it's kind of fun, though, because everybody gets all their food out and cooks it before we leave. Correct. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you can take the meat, you can can it, you can yeah. make uh, biltong or beef jerky out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like and the that. contrast between your grandparents and today, I just did a show l- l- last week, 
uh, I guess it was Thursday actually, where I talked about these people in New York City that don't have any food in their kitchen at I know. all. It they was go out unbelievable. Every night and they keep their sweaters and their ovens and their shoes in their freaking refrigerator. Yeah, they, they, it's crazy because if like when they had the ice storm, there were people running to the stores because they didn't even have they eat pizza or whatever. They go out to restaurants every single day. I mean, we saw with Hurricane Gustav that threatened us and didn't hit. Um, just the disruption in the food supply because of so much of your food being trucked in. You know, the groceries were wiped out. But, of course, here we kind of know about all that. Now, so I learned something firsthand just within the last 24 hours. What's that? Uh, when you buy food in bulk at the stores, save your receipt because they will not take it back or exchange it. Uh, if you have an issue, and I did have an issue, I had some rice that I bought from an unnamed store that ended up uh, with weevils, weevils in it, yes, and uh, went to return it and had to produce a receipt. They do. I learned they don't take back food unless you have a receipt. Hmm. Very so important. Save your receipts. Yeah, yes. save your receipts. Well, and and store what you like to eat. Absolutely. Don't, don't store. You know. Before you store. And I don't like to eat weevils. And for two weeks, <laughs> write down everything that you eat, or your kids eat, or your wife eats, or your husband eats. And then that's the stuff to focus on. Yeah, and there's there's easy things that are good. You know, you can't go wrong with pasta and tomato sauce, beans, and, you know, some, some just basic canned uh, goods that you ought to have anyway. I mean, so you don't have to run to the store every day. But anyway, if Jack, um, would you mind uh, giving us a, a brief overview of the retirement show and if you, if you had sure. a chance to give us the number of that podcast? The most recent one I did on it was episode 391, and anybody that wants that show or any show can just go to thesurvivalpodcast.com or go to Google and search for Survival Podcast. You'll find me right at the top. But the, the point of that was we start out with an order of preparedness for disaster. So we start for, for a personal disasters, losing a job, uh, losing a spouse, things like that, we prepare forward. Well, from there you go to, to a neighborhood disaster, a regional disaster, and eventually like a statewide or national disaster. Well, if you take 15 years to even get to that point, if you're prepared for all the systems of support to completely fail and they're still here, then exiting the system of employment becomes pretty dadgone easy because, it's, it, trust me, I mean, I think people live in a fantasy land, some of the fringe survivalists that, oh, I'll be okay if everything fails, but they're not okay today. Right. So we build this stability, and you should be able to get to a point within 15 to 20 years with focused effort where you have at least, let's say, 60% of what you need being provided by yourself. Well, if that's the case, then even if you're still working, you can reduce your workload to 40% because you only need 40% of your income. Now you can focus on, like, soul-building things, like actually spending time with your spouse before both of you are in a wheelchair and wearing Depends. <laughs> I hate the investment community. I really do. The, the consumer-level investment community, to be clear about that, with all these financial advisors, like I said, they, they drive jalopy cars, but they're going to tell you how to become wealthy. Right. And they show these commercials that they run on national TV of these two old people with their pants rolled up to their knees, walking hand-in-hand down the beach. That almost never happens. Those two old people end up in a home together if they're lucky, or one of them ends up dead. And exactly. I'm saying we can't wait that long, and if we're preparing to do without systems of support, then we can choose our exit point earlier than society has lied to us and told us that we must wait for. Of course, and I mean, obviously people are buying into this pipe dream of 72 and having their pants rolled up walking down the beach, when if you just take control of your life early, you could... There's no reason to be working in the system the way the government wants you to work, I think, until you're 72. And i got to say, ridiculous. The, I mean this honestly. The last two to three minutes are some of the most profound words I've heard in years. Wait till you hear the whole show. No, I, I got It's I, a life changer show. It really is. 
I, that particular episode yeah. is amazing. I had I had never looked at it uh, quite like that. Yeah. But if you are prepared for disaster, you are prepared for an early exit from employment. Isn't that, be- isn't that beautiful? A, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And think about this. If you only need 20, 30, 40% of the income you have today, then you can go out and find something you actually want to do. Yep. Because you can go to the employer and say, look, I only want to work 20 hours a week and I'll work for half my market rate because I want to, be, I want to have this social outlet in my life and I want to help somebody. And you can't do that if you're worried about making sure that, you know, you can afford Timmy's soccer bill and, and keep the roof over the head and all. But if you become debt-free in 15 years of focused effort, you have a lot of your food coming from your backyard, and you're prepared for dealing with our systems before you go in and put some alternative energy in, not to save the planet so Al Gore can eat another cheeseburger, <laughs> but because it makes you more independent, all of a sudden you have all this flexibility in your life, and retirement becomes you know, 35 years of the best years of your life instead of the last 10 years of your life, hoping that your kids don't pull the plug because Obama told them to. Well, our guest has been Jack Spierko of thesurvivalpodcast.com. Remember, that's thesurvivalpodcast.com. Thanks so much, Jack. And, uh, yeah, and again, that's episode 391, right? Correct. Right. And you stick that in the search box. And guys, if you ever want me to come back, just let me know. We definitely will. Yeah, uh, Jack, Michelle has been touting you for a long time to me, uh, saying how uh, great your podcasts are, and now I see why. Uh, you have... Uh, great stuff to say. I'm very impressed. I, uh, I'm going to be a regular listener. And I can say that on all the little things we just touched on, there's a lot of in-depth information on the I forum yeah. and on the podcast. All right. This is uh, Tom Coates, Michelle Godin, Baldy and the Blonde. We will be back after this short break. <laughs> 